Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back live, and we're back in the new year. Uh, God, I can't believe it. 2023. It's hard to believe. First show of Earl on Cars for the new year. And, uh, it's going to be an exciting year. Last year was pretty exciting, and things are changing. It's uh, the excitement is the change that we're seeing. Uh, my perspective is probably a little bit more—I don't know what the word is—dramatic uh, than yours because I've been doing this thing. I've been a car dealer since 1968, so here we are in uh, 2023. Gosh. Uh, uh, the change is accelerating. It's actually a little scary because uh, you pick up uh, the newspaper. <laughs> Nobody picks up a newspaper anymore. I was just talking about my newspapers no longer being delivered. The Palm Beach Post just stopped. So um, I can go online and read it, but uh, you've got too many other sources of uh, online uh, news. But uh, every day something dramatic is happening. And the, the automotive industry, both the wholesale and the retail, seem to be at the crosshairs of a lot of change. I, uh, I've got the annual issue of the Automotive News on the desk beside me. And uh, what is coming on to uh, us car dealers, and I am, in way of full disclosure, a car dealer still. I have a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach. And uh, what's coming for us is a little scary. I mean, for example, extinction... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm talking about no more car dealers. I, uh, the way it's going, uh, I, I can see it. Uh, for you folks that are tuning in now, we did something we probably should have done a long time ago. Uh, we shopped the Tesla dealership in West Palm Beach. Now, it's not really a dealership because it's not owned by a dealer like me. It's owned by... Tesla. It's uh, owned by the manufacturer. You might as well say Elon Musk owns it, but it's uh, it's owned by the manufacturer, Tesla. And that's very unusual because virtually all car dealerships are owned by individuals. So what's coming is uh, the fact that there won't be any Earl Stewart's uh, or or uh, Schumacher's or, or, or all the car dealers you hear about out there are you either family or or they're like Auto Nation or Penske, uh, Sonic Automotive, the public manufacturers? But they're still auto dealerships that are uh, tied in with the manufacturers. Uh, we're seeing, in fact, it was mentioned in the annual issue of the Automotive News that we see it coming now that the manufacturers will be retailing cars, not car dealers. I don't know what we car dealers are going to be doing, but well, I can guarantee you in 20 years, we 
there won't be any car dealers as we know them today. Now, there might be individuals that are indirectly employed by the manufacturer that you think of as a dealer, but the the controls will be in the hands of the manufacturer. That's what I think is really got all the car dealers uh, pretty well sh- shaken up. They're they're talking to their associations, they're talking to their legislators of their states and the federal um, regulators and the senators and Congress and the rest of it. They're trying to save uh, uh, this old system that we have called car dealerships. So I've been doing this for over 50 years. Uh, my sons are in the business. Uh, my wife is in the business. Uh, we're all we're all kind of wondering what's going to happen. That's that's the big thing I'm looking at in 2023 is when will that other shoe drop and we car dealers will not be what we are today. Well, a lot of you out there are applauding now because we've revealed and we do this uh, typically every week in our mystery shopping reports. Uh, we reveal the way cars are being retailed. And this is really uh, kind of the... Uh, the uh, cruel and unusual way cars are sold is one of the reasons why why we probably won't be around uh, for a whole lot longer because of the way we treated consumers. I have have a question for you. How do you feel about the non-negotiable prices and the fact that there will be no inventory? Well, I think that uh, it sounds to a car buyer who likes to negotiate like it's bad, but Let's, let's, let's face it, the price of a loaf of bread in public is non-negotiable. The price of an uh, Apple a phone is non-negotiable with Apple. Um, most all prices are non-negotiable. So uh, competition is what dictates price. If you have three Buick dealers in a, in a market and they all are selling cars at a non-negotiable price, which Buick dealer will you choose? You'll choose probably the one with the lower price. Mm-hmm. And then the other dealers will say, hey, uh, Charlie over here uh, is selling a whole lot more cars than I am. Maybe I should lower the price. That's what competition is supposed to do, dictate what you sell cars for, without having to argue about it, I mean, and without having to be tricked. What we do now, we go into a car dealership, and they give us a price, and it's not really the price. And you go home, and you think about it, and you decide, well, maybe I'll buy it, and you go back to the car dealership, whoops, hidden fees, dealer-installed accessories, uh, finance and insurance profits, and suddenly you pay three, dollars $4,000 more than what the dealership told you the car was for. So it's good and it's bad for non-negotiation. Some people love to negotiate. I don't, and um, most people I know don't either, but a few people do. Uh, anyway, stay tuned. Uh, the Mystery Shopping Report is... Every week is the most exciting part of the show. Uh, people really love that because it's the real world. I mean, you're hearing opinion now on my my voice, my words, your opinion. And the callers, which, by the way, their opinion counts. Uh, but when the mystery shopping report is, that's the way it is. We send a mystery shop undercover agent into a car dealership every week, and we pretend to buy or lease a car. And uh, we report back to you exactly what happened. We say, we tell you what the salespeople said, what the manager said, what the dealer advertisement was, and the whole results of what happened. And usually it's not too pretty. But we score them, and we put them on our sheet. By the way, uh, in a little while, uh, Jonathan was able to put together a list of the best shopping reports and the worst shopping reports uh, for 2022. And that's interesting.
Um, I think we're seeing the caliber of shopping reports improving, slowly, but slowly improving. I mentioned callers, and callers is what you know makes this show. We encourage callers. I mean, we do preparation before the show, and uh, we decide what we're going to talk about. We have topics, and we have consumer reports and automotive news and information. But we always want to hear what you, the listener, has to say. And we encourage you to call the show. And we're going to give these numbers out and website uh, addresses, URLs out, probably until the ones, uh, those of you who are listening to the show for a long time are going to get tired of hearing it. But I apologize in advance. Most people only listen to the show for 15 or 20 minutes. We want to catch you. We want to tell you how you can call the show if you so desire. Uh, the phone number is 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. We encourage you to write that number down. Why? Because you don't have a question right now. Probably you will. You'll hear, hear another comment from a listener or you hear a comment from one of us. And you'll say, I have a comment. And you'll have written the number down, 877 960-9960. Now, if you'll call the show, you'll get you'll get through pretty quickly because Nancy Stewart, my co-host, sitting to my left here, uh, she has her laptop computer. She's looking at it, and uh, Jeremy in the control room, when the call comes in, she'll uh, he'll pop it up on the laptop screen. Nancy will see it, and she will interrupt Rick or me. Uh, we will go directly to that uh, caller. Because uh, your your calls are priorities. What is what you are saying? Comments, criticisms are welcome. By the way, um, suggestions, and we love to hear your stories about buying, maintaining your car. Speaking of maintaining cars, for you new new listeners, Rick Kearney is sitting to my right. Uh, Rick is a certified diagnostic master technician. And he's been doing this for 25, 26, 27 years. He's worked for me for that period of time. He was in the business before he worked for me. And he has seen change like nobody else. Because the technology, well, I don't know. The way the cars are sold is, is evolving, but slowly. The way cars are built and the technology is, is uh, you know, the 21st century has really seen some amazing changes. And Rick is, uh, he's in school half the time. I say that almost without exaggeration. He's online or going to a class because the changes in the cars are amazing. In this automotive news, Nancy was going over it before the show. And uh, they show some of the uh, new, in fact, Consumer Reports did the, did an, an annual issue also on changes in new cars. The changes in new cars is so dramatic it's actually become confusing. I mean, it's, it's, it's a positive, but it's also a negative. If you haven't bought a car, and if you're driving a car you bought six, seven years ago, and you buy a car today, trust me, you're going to have to talk to Rick, or you're going to have to buy a hand, you're going to have to read the owner's manual, you're going to have to go online to figure out how to operate the car. The cars, are maybe, maybe they're too complicated. I'm driving a Tesla, Nancy and I <coughs> both drive a Tesla. And there's not a day goes by when we say, now how do I do this? I mean, the other day it started to rain and I said, turn oh, on no. windshield wipers. And then the little thing says, this, 
this command not recognized. So then I had to find the button. And I mean, it just, everything is different in the new car. So be prepared. Now, most of it's good. So if you have a question about your car, Rick Kearney sitting to my right, uh, he monitors the YouTube channel. Or you can just call the regular number, 877-960-9960, 877-960-9960, and ask to speak to uh, Rick. Uh, you can save yourself a lot of money. I mean, uh, it isn't inexpensive to go into a car dealership or an independent repair shop today and get the uh, get your car fixed. I mean, the, the labor hours are now are $100 or more. And uh, they try to sell you as much as they can. You can call the show, describe a problem, and resolve the issue for nothing. I mean, sometimes you can just find out it's not an issue because you should have pushed that button instead of that button. Or you might find out that the warning light or the, you know, the blinking thing that came on that scared you isn't anything to be concerned about. Or it might be something you could do yourself as a do-it-yourselfer and fix it. Nancy's open to the Consumer Reports, and she's looking at the uh, pictures of some of these changes that have uh, been made in the new cars that she'll be buying today. And I agree with, you know, she said I agree with her. Uh, they, they're going too far. The beauty of a car should be the simplicity and ease of, of using it. I mean, if you're in a hurry to go somewhere, you don't have to worry. You don't want to have to wonder, how do I get my seatbelt buckled, or how do I, how do I turn on the radio, or how do I turn on the turn signal? Uh, I mean, there's, it, it should be simple, and we're we're going toward that ultimate simplicity, which is autonomous driving. That's going to be the exciting part. Uh, Nancy and I are driving a Tesla, which is fully autonomous, and uh, a little scary. We can talk about that later. If you don't want to call the show at 877-960-9960, you can text us at 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And Rick also gets those. By the way, my son, Stu Stewart, you regular listeners, and Jonathan said as I came in this morning, how's Stu doing? Well, that's my oldest son. He's a general manager of my dealership. And he also sits in the mystery shop chair. He's uh, he, he's in charge of the mystery shopping report. He's still doing it from home, but he has a back issue. He has to get treated, and he's feeling better. He's got some hope on the horizon to get that disc that's a problem. He's got a, a herniated disc he's going to get fixed, and then he'll be back on the show. He's doing fine, probably listening right now. But uh, he is... Uh, uh, monitors the text. He also monitors the the anonymous feedbacks. All of that is being monitored now by Rick Kearney. So he'll be busy over there with all the all the ways that you can contact the show. So you call the show, 877-960-9960. Nancy will answer the phone after Jeremy takes your information and gives it to Nancy. And if you do a text, 772-497-6530. Rick We'll answer it. And also YouTube. So we're at youtube.com forward slash Roland Cars. You can post. You can even send a file, an audio file, a video file. Rick will read it. Diagnose your problem with your car. Save you $500 or more. And he also is monitoring facebook.com forward slash Roland Cars. So we're streaming. 
we're texting, we're audio, we're, we're everywhere. And we're all over the country. Um, Jonathan put together the list of the, the best shopping reports, and the best shopping reports were not in Florida. <laughs> they, they were out of the country. And uh, maybe, you know, maybe our view, because we are in Florida, and we are in South Florida, which I um, fondly refer to as the Sodom and Gomorrah of the car dealers. We are, we are really at the belly of the beast of the car dealers in South Florida. So maybe I have a, a slight, slightly uh, negative view of car dealers because my competition out there and most of them is pretty rough. And we, we've had some shops in Tennessee and Pennsylvania that were surprisingly uh, nice in different parts of the country. In fact, even in northern Florida, they were better than what we see in South Florida. So we'd love to hear your experience, and we have our secret line, uh, secret from us, not from you. It's youranonymousfeedback.com. Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, youranonymousfeedback.com. And you can you go to that URL, that address, go online, and you can say what you want, Ask any question. We don't know who you are. We don't know where you are. We can't come and get you to get even. We don't want to anyway, but some people like the privacy. So your anonymousfeedback.com used to be our most popular line. It's not as, it's not as popular as it used to be, but uh, if I just, oh, that's my iPhone. I thought I lost my iPhone. Oh, that would be a tragedy. <laughs> We've been there before. I mean, it's part of my my brain, my Google. I mean, what, I'd have to have someone leave me out of the studio without my iPhone or smartphone. In a, in a straight jacket. <laughs> so we're asking you to call the show. If you don't call the show, I'm going to threaten you. I'm just going to keep on yakking. So if you call the show, I'll shut up and listen to you, and I'll try to answer your questions. 877 960-9960. Now, I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart, my co-host. She founded this show with me 20 years ago, half an hour show. We're now two hours, and uh, we've evolved to, you know, longer show. <laughs> Hopefully more information. But Nancy is our female advocate, and uh, you ladies out there, you know her. Half the listeners, by the way, are ladies. When we started out, I'm not sure how many were listening, but nobody called, and so we decided. That Excuse Nancy, me, I yes. can tell you exactly who called. Yeah, I yeah. bet I don't think anyone else can. There yeah. was one lady who called, and she was very faithful to the show yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Her name was Jenny. Oh, and Jenny yeah. Yeah. was the first Absolutely. female caller yeah. to Absolutely. support me. Absolutely. So if uh, if you're a lady, listen. Because Nancy has a very special offer uh, to incentivize you to call the show. If you haven't called the show before, and she'll tell you all about that. And uh, I just uh, got to thank her in the new year for what she has done over the past 20 years to build this into a show fitting with the 21st century. A show that's 50-50 female-male. We, we treat the ladies like we treat the men just to help them buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer. So thank you, Nancy, and the mic is all yours. Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. 
and welcome. Uh, I think what we'll do is uh, for the ladies is that we'll um, just follow through uh, from last weekend, and I'm going to extend a hundred dollars to uh, any female to the first two female callers from Broward County. A hundred dollars, and uh, right here in good old Palm Beach County, it remains fifty dollars. To take advantage of that this morning and uh, give us a call at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Don't forget, um, you can text us this morning at 497-6530. And a special thank you to Sandy Wilson, who sends his prayers uh, out to Stu, as we all do. We really miss him. Uh, We're going to go right to the phones and we're going to talk to John in Stewart. Good morning, John. Good morning, John. Hello, John. Are you there? Can you hear me, John? Well, we might have, might okay, have dropped John, you. Might have uh, dropped you. Uh, John, I'm going to go to the next call, and I'll get back with you. Uh, Chuck, are you holding? Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. Welcome. What can we do for you this morning? This is Nancy Stewart. Oh, this is Chuck from Oklahoma. Hmm. And uh, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was interested in the electric vehicle uh, debate. Um, I'm on the groups. Uh, all the F-150 Lightnings looks like they've been shipped out around the country. And so I'm getting a lot of feedback from all the people in my group about their experiences with the electric vehicles. And I listened to you guys talk about your Teslas. I guess one of my first questions was your autonomous driving. Is that on the local roads or only on the highway? Are they allowing that? Well, uh, I'll answer that. Uh, It's on all the roads. They have, they have two forms. Uh, If you, if you, buy a Tesla with the autonomous feature of the software. Uh, they have a highway version. It's not fully autonomous. That functions on a highway. And then if you pass a safety test, which you buy the car, you pay the money, by the way. They, they got your money anyway uh, to turn it on. The software is built in, but they will not activate the software in your Tesla fully for the city driving and the highway driving until you attain a certain score for 30 days. And then they turn on the software. They announce that they do, and they tell you that you must keep your hands on the wheel, keep your eyes on the road, or else they turn it back on. And they can tell if your hands are off the wheel, if your eyes aren't on the road, and they turn it off. They did that to Nancy and me uh, and gave us a warning that uh, it had to do with our hands not being on the wheel. Uh, so, yes, you, you, you can once you pass the uh, safety test. Uh, you you have fully autonomous in the city and on the highway. It's it, it isn't perfected, Chuck. It's it's uh, we were a little disappointed because the fully autonomous is uh, how can I say this? Actually, too careful. Uh, the 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 uh, cameras and the that are all around the car that see the lines in the road. They see. Uh, a child and a dog on the sidewalk. They see all the cars coming toward you, coming from the perpendicular to you, and coming from behind you. It sees everything. It's really amazing. Uh, you can you can look at the uh, display on your 
uh, car when you're driving fully autonomous and you see what the car sees. Uh, and so uh, it, it will, in an abundance of caution, sometimes slow the car down so much that the car behind you says, what's this guy doing? Because, let's face it, the average driver isn't that careful. And you, and you see the situations, you probably do it yourself, I know I do it. I don't slow down quite as much as I should sometimes, and I'll see a, a potential situation maybe with a, 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 a kid with a bicycle on the corner, and I look at him and I'm thinking maybe he's gonna come out, but I don't slow down. Uh, the car will, and uh, actually we've like had- Like here in Oklahoma, we have the deer there's always a deer yeah. on the side of the road. Yeah. You don't know if it's going to jump out or not. Yeah. And your uh, your Tesla, if you had fully autonomous, would stop sometimes. And the car behind you gets angry and blows the horn. So we, we found ourselves not using our fully autonomous feature as often as we thought we would because of that fact. Right. Right. Um, I, I was going to ask you too. Uh, I had a friend yesterday. Uh, I saw his car in our parking lot at our business. A Nissan Leaf. So I talked to him about it. He's it's a 2017. He bought it off of Carvana, mm-hmm. and of course he got some kind of a great price. But he said that, and I was going to ask you about it. He said he he measured it out at three cents a mile uh, compared to maybe gasoline price. I guess he was talking about. That's uh, that's that's correct. You 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 do save substantially. My uh, <coughs> uh, Tesla on my app on my smartphone, my iPhone. Uh, gives me a um, monthly savings that I've had uh, should I buy gas. It it it, uh, it knows the price of gas in my market, and it knows how far I drove, and so it does a calculation uh, of what the gas would have cost me had I bought gas, and then it knows what I pay per kilowatt hour uh, for electricity, and uh, it gives me a, a calculation every month that says you saved uh, $175. Uh, by uh, using electricity and uh, you know battery instead of gasoline. So yeah, uh, it, it's it is uh, it does save you a lot of money. Rick had a comment. You also saved yourself probably a hundred dollars or more every six months to a year in oil changes and fluids since you're not using. Yeah, good point. So Chuck, I I think you know uh, fully autonomous. I would buy a car today again that was fully autonomous. I just wouldn't use it all the time because uh, on a highway, uh, perhaps on a long trip, it'd be perfect. But if you're going to, in South Florida right now, this time of year, uh, it's a season we call it in South Florida where all the the snowbirds come down and and enjoy the weather. Uh, And the the roads are jammed, uh, crowded. Uh, It's just crazy. A lot of construction. And it's just too much. For today's fully autonomous car, they, it becomes overwhelmed right. and becomes overly cautious. I had to, I put a sticker on the back of my Tesla that said, uh, "This is a, a fully autonomous self-driving Tesla." I did it because right. people thought I was a nut stopping the car when it saw a caution light in the middle of the road. So I, I want them to realize that you might be mad, but get mad at the car, not me, because <laughs> I've got fully autonomous turned on. Well, what's the uh What's the rating on the battery packs? Because all these people that I hear complaining, they're they're always trying to say, well, their first complaint is they don't think the grid is going to handle charging uh, millions of cars, which I said that's always going to change. They're going to upgrade everything as they have to. But also, what's if you buy a used car, what's the lifespan of the battery pack? Uh, is it going to be 100,000 miles or 200,000 before the battery pack 
has to be changed and uh, yeah, it's, and it, it varies uh, uh, from from car to car the uh, uh, we we did a mystery shopping report on the Tesla I say the Tesla dealer the Tesla uh, manufacturer and they uh, were quoting a mystery shopper uh, the uh, I'm gonna try to find this in the report here as to well yeah the um, eight years or 120,000 miles for all batteries that's the warranty oh that's a warranty yeah yeah that's so it's going to last much longer. Well, they can or they cannot. I mean, it depends on the battery and depends on the manufacturer. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you would expect that the battery would last longer than the warranty, but sometimes they don't. Uh, it's something. It's a caution when you buy the car. But uh, when I uh, I should have known that because I have a Tesla. But, frankly, I was a little surprised at the mileage. Uh, what's the on, on, a, on a, uh, a hybrid car? The mileage is much higher on the battery, right? The... Uh, uh, actually, the warranty on the hybrid systems on Toyota is 10 years, 150,000 miles. Yeah. So it's a higher uh, 150, and this is only 120,000 right. on, the, on, the, on the Tesla. But uh, uh, I, I think that uh, that's something that will improve, Chuck. I think you're going to see the technology uh, accelerate on that, and I can easily see that uh, going to a half a million miles uh, from 120,000. Uh, but right now, it's, it's, it's a concern if you plan on keeping the car for a long time, and those batteries are very expensive, of course. Right, but I would think that the biggest change over the years would be uh, replacing a battery pack. Just, sure. Yeah. I mean, Bingo. You, you buy a used car at a really great price, and then you have uh, everybody's fighting to replace the battery, so the prices are going to come down. So, yeah. you know, for me, I'd buy an older car. Even so, find out what the battery replacement cost is, replace that battery, buy mm -hmm. the used car, and then boom, good to go. Yeah, we had a caller to the show. You mentioned a Nissan Leaf. We had a caller to the show that did exactly what you described. Uh, bought a car from a local dealer. It was a Nissan Leaf, and it had most of the battery used up. And in no time at all after they bought the car, the battery failed. And uh, they tried. They tried to sue the dealer. They tried to sue Nissan. Uh, they had a lot of litigation, uh, but didn't get anywhere because a warranty is a warranty. And you know, a buyer beware. When you buy a car, you better know what the warranty is. And if the warranty's expired, uh, it's uh, going to be a problem, especially for an electric battery. Did they say what the price of a uh, replacing the? No, they, the, the dealer did, it happened to be not a very good dealer. <laughs> it was, if my memory serves, it was a dealer in South Florida called Napleton. They were one of the biggest dealers in the country, actually. They have number number 10 or 12 uh, volume-wise. They have dealerships all over, and they're not known for their customer friendliness, and they just told the customer to take a hike. You know, that you're, here's, you bought the car, and, as is, and, and uh, you're going to have to you know, pay the piper. So... Uh, is Hertz and these companies going to start renting these EVs? Do you know? Uh, they will. And again, uh, I think eventually we're going to see that. Uh, uh, well, I, I believe by the end of this decade, we're going to have all electric cars and the, re the rental companies will be the same. Chuck, we have a whole bunch of people holding. Yeah. And thank you very much. We love calls from out of the area. Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, Chuck, uh, thanks so much for listening to us from Oklahoma. We really appreciate hearing from you, and I hope you give us a call back again, you know, with your uh, opinion on these uh, EVs that we're starting to drive. Have a great weekend. 
Thank uh, you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to go uh, back to John, and I'm going to ask uh, Sherry to please hold on. Uh, John uh, from Stewart, are you there? Yes, I am. Can oh, great. Me? Glad you called back. Yeah, we, you were going, uh, John, are you there? Are you there? And I'm saying, yes, I am. I am. And then all of a sudden it went off. But yeah, I have a question. I have an experience and a question, real quick. Oh, great. Go ahead. Okay, so you ready? Yes. Okay, so I, I, I got the money down in your, at your dealership for a, a, it's going to be a 2023 now hybrid uh, Highlander. And so I'm still waiting, but I never drove one, so I was trying to look for some when a place that had some. So somebody called me. I was looking online, so they called me from this dealership up in Port St. Lucie or somewhere up there. And they said, yeah, we got one coming in. It's 33 days out. I said, okay, what is it? And he said, he said it's, I said, how much is it? He said, it's uh, $50,000. Hmm. I said, okay. I said, how much is the addendum? He said, well, I don't know that the, the manager has to put that in there or something like that. I said, well, I, I'm not going to even look at it until I see what, what you're charging for it. So he said, okay. So I hung up, and so he, he texted me right back, and he texted me the sticker he said, on, the, on the window. He said, this is on the window. And so it was $50,000, but I said, but then you get to the good part. They had a $4,900 addendum and a $12,000 uh, market value, market value, whatever that thing is. And so I called him and said, there's no way I'm going to get this. He said, well, why not? I said, well, it's, it's $16,000 over the sticker, and I'm not, I don't want a car that bad right now. Hmm. He goes, well, he said, you're going to have to pay that anywhere. I said, no, the place that I got a word from, they don't, they don't put a uh, addendum on them. He says, well, it takes a year to get the car. I said, well, I'm not in any hurry to get the car. And he goes, well, uh, making an offer. I said, I'm not making you an offer. You don't put that price that high. And so he says, well, I said, oh, Earl Stewart is just going to, he said, you're going to get it at Earl Stewart. And uh, I said, yeah. And he said, well, it's, you're not going to like it or something. And I said, well, I said, I'm not getting it. You know, I don't want it. I'm not paying it, thinking, you know, $16,000. So he got mad at me and everything, and we hung up but I thought that was very interesting. That John, did you say that the market adjustment was how, how much did you say it was? Fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen. Car ended up a fifty thousand dollar car ended up costing sixty six thousand dollars. Huh. Yikes. Well, this is know, a, that's what this is exactly why uh, we're seeing a change in the whole way cars are sold. Everyone is aware that this type of thing goes on too much, and. Uh, we're seeing we're seeing the manufacturers getting concerned because it affects their you know their profitability too. But the public is getting smarter and smarter, and they just won't put up with it. There was a time when uh, you could get away with this. Car dealers got, have get, been getting away with this for years and years, almost a hundred years, and now there's a rebellion going on. People are saying, "I'm just not going to put up with it." So we're going to see a change very quickly about the way cars are sold. And manufacturers may be selling them directly, just as Tesla is doing. So, I I I know how you feel when you have to go through that sort of a experience. It makes car buying a very negative experience. And hey, if you have a negative experience, you don't buy as many cars. Right, exactly. Well, and then I have I have a question for Rick, real quick. Okay. I have a two thousand. I have a two thousand eight Porsche Cayenne S, the V eight, and 
so the check engine light came on at 149,000 miles. So I went to it's like the auto zone and they put it in the computer and it says engine position system performance bank one. And that's what I had on the other my other car. I had a Mercedes and it put the same thing. Is that something common on European cars? Or what is it? And I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you because. European cars, especially the German makes like that, are a complete foreign language to me. I've only just started scratching the surface uh, with our new Supra that has come out because they are produced by BMW. Um, I would have to say, can you tell me again that the code definition they gave you? The code was P, as in Paul, triple zero eight. And what did it say it was? It says it's the engine position system performance. It's one of those sensor things, something like the timing belt or something. Right. That would most likely be the same thing, uh, I'm guessing, as a crankshaft position sensor. Yeah, uh, that's what it would be. Right? Yeah, a crank position sensor, they can go bad quite easily because basically what it is, it's, it's a little sensor that pokes into the side of the motor near where the timing belt or the timing chain would be. And there's a little gear wheel in there, and as that gear wheel turns, the sensor picks up the the teeth on it, and it tells the computer where the crankshaft is, what position it's in in the motor. Um, yeah, that's being it. a German car, that could be several thousand dollars just to replace that sensor, oh. especially a Porsche. I'm sure they are very, very proud of them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know, because I, I, what I was going to do is I was going to uh, sell it and then when I get my car from you guys, but if it's got the light on, nobody's going to buy it the light on, I would sell it like that anyway. So I looked it up and it said it would be like uh, eight hours of labor and it would be about 1600 or maybe $2,000, which is, I just think, and I'll have to probably, you guys just go ahead and probably replace that. What do you sell it when the car's okay or what? Yeah, the place I would check into, uh, it's on U.S. Highway 1, just a little ways north of Good Samaritan Hospital uh, from Palm okay. Shakes Boulevard and U.S. 1, and it's called Prestige okay. Auto. It's on the east Correct. side of U.S. 1. Uh, okay. The one thing I know about that shop is anytime I go by there during the day, they are loaded with work. And okay. you don't get that much work unless you're doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, okay, uh, guys, John, I hope we were able to answer your questions. And uh, I well, thank you for calling. Do you have an, any other? Do you no, have any I other questions? No, I think that's it. No, okay. Yeah. Thanks for tuning yeah, in. It's not a plug-in. It's just a regular hybrid. And so... You guys think those are probably really like one of the best cars I could buy for that for that price range? You think? Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Uh, we are going to stay with the phones. We're going to go to Sherry, who is a first-time caller from Palm Beach Gardens, and she won herself fifty dollars this Good morning uh, by uh, calling Earl Stewart on cars. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. Welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Sherry. You won yourself $50, and if you stay on the line, and uh, if you give Jeremy in our control studio 
your information, he'll give it to me, and I'll write that check out for you this morning, and I'll mail it Thank to you. you. You're welcome. What can we do for you this morning? Well, first, we had gone for dinner last night with friends of ours in Boynton, and they were very impressed with uh, Mr. Stewart. They had gone and gotten their Camry from him and said the nicest man and really impressed by the service received at your dealership. Well, thank you. And uh, we, we said, oh, we pass them every time we go to the beach. The reason I'm calling is I was a bookkeeper biller for auto dealerships for 20 years Hmm. and I was always aware of the terrible reputation salesmen had it always embarrassed me and as an auto biller and a bookkeeper I saw where all the extra money was done where when people were financed how they bumped up the fees and I always thought it was so terrible and when I my husband and I went to get cars that my good friend, who was not a terrible salesperson, would go get cars. And right away, I would say to the finance people, I worked in the billing department. I worked in auto billing. Don't pull any extra stuff on me. And they would right away dismiss us, fill out the paperwork, and let us go on our way. And I did the same thing when my brother-in-law went to get a car. I said, I was in the auto business. So don't try anything. Unfortunately, now that we're relocated from New York to Florida and my friend got unfortunately passed, I'm a little nervous when it's going to come time to go buy a new car because of everything I hear going on. And especially my husband and I listen to you guys every morning, every weekend, and I hear what goes on in the auto business. And it's, it's really very distressing. You know, it's, it it's probably has even more of an impact on you because you know, of your job description and how long you were involved, you know, in the department that you worked in. And the fact remains that, uh, you know, and I don't know exactly when you started uh, working in this field. Uh, has it, was it 10 years, 20 years? It was 1990s when I started. Okay. I used to work for a Chrysler Dodge Jeep dealership. Then I worked for a... Volvo BMW dealership, then I worked for a Ford de- dealership, well, and I finally stopped about 14 years ago. I went, I got out of the car business, and I went into a, being a regular bookkeeper. Yeah, uh, it, it, my point was in asking you was that, uh, you know, things are, they're changing, uh, not to the speed that we would like, uh, but it has to be, you know... <laughs> Uh, I can't even think of the word for you to go out, you and your husband, to purchase a vehicle with all the knowledge that you have, uh, and you just have to go out with a suit of armor, so to speak, and uh, stand your ground. And it sounds like as if that you pretty much did that all this time. Absolutely. Uh, When the time comes that my husband and I do look for a car, I think one of the things we're going to do is definitely go to Costco. Well, you have definitely done your homework, that's for sure. Now, my next question is a technical question. Um, Okay, we'll switch it over to uh, Earl or Rick. Okay. Go ahead, Sherry. Uh, Okay, so my battery had died, and I knew it was almost three years old. So I called AAA, and they came right over and installed a new battery. 
The man did a wonderful job cleaning all the connections and such. And he looked and he saw some oil leaking, and he said, it looks like you're going to need to replace your, what is it called, valve body gasket. The car is a 2013 Honda Accord with about 64,000 miles. Does that sound like something that's a reasonable thing to do? Yes. Uh, he was probably mentioning the valve cover gasket. Um, that's what I meant, yes. Yeah, this is basically it's a big metal or plastic cover on the top of the engine that just seals the whole top over the valve control. Um, on average, I would say at a, at a decent outside shop, you'd be looking at about 200 to $250 to get that replaced. Should be right around there. Oh, I thought it was more money. Okay. And the fact that it's a 2013 car, that's about what happens? Yeah, because usually that gasket is actually a, a rubber material. And over time, it, they do start to get a bit stiff and harden up. And the oil starts to seep out from them. Um, if it's just a small seepage and you're only seeing just like some oily mud, the oily dirt on there, it's not too big a deal. If you're starting to see oil actually dripping all the way onto the ground, then I would highly recommend getting it done. Um, I would actually check online, find a couple different shops that uh, specialize in Japanese cars. Uh, I recommend an aftermarket shop. It'll be less expensive. It's a very straightforward repair. And take the car in, let them inspect it, and give you an estimate of what it'll cost to get that replaced, and then go with the, the best price with a, a shop that has good reviews. And you should be able to, like I say, around 250 maybe a little more, but shouldn't be much more than that. And how long does it take to go replace it? A couple hours, hour and a half to two hours. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. You love listening to the show. Thank you very, so much, Sherry. And and don't forget to give your don't forget to give uh, Jeremy your information so I can get that check sent out to you. Okay. Thank you so much, and everybody have a great day. Happy New Year, Sherry. Uh, we're going to go to Howard, and uh, I'm going to ask uh, Bobby just to hold on, uh, and we'll get to you as quickly as we can. Uh, good morning, Howard. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I hope you're all fine. Yes. And a lovely day today. A little cool, but I could take it. Yes. Um, while my car was being fixed up in New York, I had a, uh, um, a fuel line broke. So I was uh, driving my son's Mini Cooper. And every time I stopped, the engine would stop. And then uh, it would start up again. Uh, I have questions uh, to Rick. Uh, is this a good feature, and uh, doesn't it strain the starter motor? It is one of the most horrible features I have ever seen installed on any car. Uh, they started doing this several years ago for a bunch of different models for Toyota. Uh, a bunch of other manufacturers went to this, and the idea was to try to cut the emissions, and to try to cut the uh, raised fuel economy ratings on the cars. So when you would pull up to a traffic light, the engine would turn off, thereby saving fuel, raising the fuel economy rating of the car, 
And because it shuts off, it stops the emissions and raises the emissions rating of the car. The drawback is that the battery is now a has to be a special high capacity battery. The starter has to be a special heavy duty starter. And unlike normally when they say these items are meant to be replaced when they wear out, these items now have an actual recommended uh, lifespan of time and miles, which you'll find in the owner's manual, that say at such and such number of miles and such and such an age, it is recommended to replace these units whether they're functioning or not because they say they're going to die soon because they've been getting so much abuse from that start-stop feature. It's horrible, and you I wish they had a way you could simply you turn it off permanent. You can't, you can't disconnect it. But the only way you can do it is most cars have a button that you can turn it off, but the next time you shut the car off and then restart it, it reactivates it. It's horrible. Hmm. Right. You have to reactivate it every time you start it. Most of the time, I forgot to reactivate it. Oh, yeah. So, it's, it's, uh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, another question. Uh, that car, believe it or not, calls for premium fuel. So my son says, don't use premium because it, it doesn't make a ping. So, in, in other words, if I don't hear a ping, I could use regular fuel on, on a car that calls for premium? Is that, is that a fact? You're not going to hear the ping because the computer has knock sensors, and it will hear that ping long before you ever do, and it will retard the timing to prevent it from pinging. What you will get is a very minor loss in performance of the engine because obviously the ignition timing is being retarded back to prevent that pre-ignition. What, what is the ping, the sound of? Ping or knock is pre-ignition. Yeah. It's, it's spark oh. knock. So, when the fuel... both, so ping and knock are the same thing? Yes. Huh. And basically they, the what happens is the fuel is actually igniting too soon in the engine, in the combustion chamber. And that's when you, what happens then is you get two flame fronts in the combustion chamber and it makes that knocking sound. Remember back in the 70s, uh, you get in the car, you hit the gas a little too hard, and if your timing wasn't set right, you just tuck, 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 as you're accelerating. And that was spark knock or ping. Well, now they've got sensors on there, the computer detects it within a millisecond and it automatically adjusts its settings to prevent that so that you're not damaging the engine, but you do get a little loss of performance. Truthfully, you're never gonna tell the difference. You'll never even notice it. Stick with regular fuel and save about 35 or 40 cents a gallon or more. Yeah, that's what my son does. Yep. Yeah, great. I mean, okay. it's a Mini Cooper, it's, it's not a race car. Yeah, but it's a BMW. <laughs> oh, well, still. <laughs> Howard, thank you yeah. so much for the call. Thanks. Do you have any other questions? No, thank you very much. Have a good day. It's always a pleasure talking to you guys. Thank you for calling, Howard. Thanks for being part yeah. of the show. Uh, don't forget www.youranonymousfeedback.com. I still don't get ping and knock being the same thing. Well, ping is actually the minor, the, the lighter sound, but no, I know. I'm spark being, knock I'm is the louder one. I mean, but yeah, typically when you have a, a word, 
it emulates the the sound. The action. And mm-hmm. you get a knock and a ping. You knock on the door. You don't ping on the door. So True. I just, uh, he came to the door and I he I digress. Pinged. Let's get back to he, business. He came to the door and he knocked. <laughs> uh, 877-960-9960. Text us at 772-497-6530. And we're going to get to some texts and uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube, all of that. Uh, but we are going to stay with these calls that are coming in. And we have, uh, I want to remind uh, the ladies in Broward, don't forget that $100 uh, uh, that you can win this morning. Uh, by by giving us a call at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, that's from Broward, and uh, I still have fifty dollars for any uh, for a uh, f- first female caller from uh, Palm Beach County. Uh, we're going to go to Bobby, who has been holding patiently from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Bobby. Happy New Year. Hey, Bobby, you there? Good morning, Bobby. Okay. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go over to uh, Rick, and uh, we'll take a look at some of the text and some me, of the other things that well, are backing up. And well, Bobby, let, give us a call back. Let me jump in front of Rick just for a second. For you callers, I have an interesting question. I asked the people in the studio here this question before we went live on the air. I was reading in Automotive News. Who is the highest compensated CEO, head of a automobile manufacturer in uh, 2022 and how much how much was that compensation who was the number one I, I give you an example everybody knows um, General Motors and Mary Barra uh, Mary Barra made a lot of money Mary Barra in 2022 made 62 million two hundred and sixty thousand eight hundred and twelve dollars that's that's number well she's number four so who was number one and how much was it? If you know, call the show. Okay, Rick, it's all yours. Okay. Uh, let's see here. We are going to start off with Bob. He's got uh, good morning. This doesn't make common sense to me. If autonomous is so safe, why would they turn it off on a driver that has made a few errors in driving? Wouldn't it be safer <laughs> to have it on if it's so good? Well, you weren't listening earlier uh uh, uh, Nancy and I are driving a fully autonomous. Uh, it's a called the uh, Model S. It's also the Plaid, the Tesla Model S Plaid, fully <coughs> autonomous. And uh, we got an unpleasant surprise when it turned on our fully autonomous function software. We found out that it was actually, uh, I hate to use the word frightening, but yes, frightening to some extent to drive because the autonomous feature is overly cautious. Uh, the average driver, and you just have to drive this way, can't really do everything exactly according to the book. Uh, if you're on the expressway somewhere, and the speed limit might be 65, and everybody else is going 85, you're probably going to go more than 65, just so you don't get rear-ended. Uh, you also do the same thing with caution lights. You do the same thing with pedestrians. Think about it. The human judgment that we make cumulatively when we're driving the car, we take into effect what the other drivers are doing. Uh, Perfect example is a four-way stop sign. I mean, I know there's a rule that the guy on the right has uh, uh, priority. and I mean, there's a a lot of good rules. But the fact of the matter is, you go to a four-way stop, what do you do? You look at the person. If they don't see you, uh uh-oh. 
if you make eye contact, then there's usually an exchange of a hand wave, a smile, uh, something that communicates you go or I'll go. Autonomous cars don't do that, and they will perhaps in the future, but they don't do that now. Well, because one in 50, maybe one in 100 cars right now around you have that autonomous ability, but when it gets to the point where 99.9% of all those cars are autonomous, now it becomes a huge safety yeah, feature the pro- the problem is, because is they we, can communicate. The problem is we'll never get there until they bring the feature up where people will not feel uncomfortable. Uh, yes. It, that feature that we have in our Tesla cost us $2,500. And for $2,500, that's a feature we can't use now because if we really need to go somewhere and get there in a timely fashion without people uh, blowing their horn at us and, uh, and making obscene gestures, yep. then we can't use it. So you have to improve the autonomous feature, in our opinion, before it will ever reach the saturation point that you're talking about. It, it's baby steps. Yeah. We're, we're in the baby steps. Exactly. But it's coming. Yeah, it is coming. It, it's good news that it's For here, sure. it's, it's, but it's coming. For sure. Yeah. We just have to be patient and hopeful for the future. Okay, uh, this was from Jonathan in Wellington. Uh, What is the average annual cost of charging your electric vehicle at home? That's a good question. I don't know. I should. uh, I can get that for you. Of course, it depends on where you live, and it depends on, uh, you know, the cost of kilowatt hours in your neighborhood and and how much you uh, drive the car. And when, what time you're plugging it in. What time, yeah. How uh, much it, you're using the car, yeah. I'm, I'm convinced that it is a substantial saving over... I mean, uh, go ahead with the next question. Okay. I, I can look it up and, and see what um, Tesla says I'm saving now. Well, this one also is from Jonathan. It says, when female callers win their $50 check, how soon are those checks sent out? What was the question? When female callers win a $50 check from Nancy, how soon are those checks sent out? Well, normally uh, they're sent out uh, within, uh, you know, any time from uh, after the show uh, to, uh, I'll say, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here Tuesday. So I would say like two days, two and a half days. Okay. Normally. And, you know, by the way, uh, talking about checks being sent out in the year uh, 2022, ladies, uh, there are some of you who did not share your contact information and i have no way of getting in touch with you and there's not an expiration date on these checks so uh, if you're listening and uh, you're out there and you have been a winner please uh, my email address my phone number um, i'm accessible uh, so uh, uh, 561-386-6498 you can text me you can also send a text to our text number here on the show and we can get that information to Nancy as well. So, because we want to make sure that if you got your 50s coming, you want to make sure you get it. We want to be sure you do. Yes. Let's go back to that other question. I have the answer for my test. Excuse me, just right. for, excuse me for a moment. Uh, Jonathan, is that Bobby calling back? Is he still hanging? Uh, Bobby, uh, can you hear us? Bobby from West Palm Beach. I know that you called earlier and you hung up. Okay, we'll go ahead, Earl. Rick, yeah, uh, Jonathan was asking, what is the average annual cost to charge your electric vehicle at home? 
And we talked about variability of location and the cost per kilowatt hour, how much you drive, whether you drive more at night or daytime. Uh, this is just, I, I drive more at daytime. And for the last 31 days, and I get this on my iPhone, my Tesla app on my iPhone, for the last 31 days, um, I had I used 183 kilowatt hours. Um, it cost me $25 um, on my power bill at my home because I have a um, charger in the garage. And I save $50 in gasoline. So uh, I don't do a lot of driving. Uh, and so $50, a typical driver would probably drive, would probably save $100. Because I'm driving about half as much. We have two cars. Okay. And you've had the car how long now? Um, a little over a year. Okay. So you also saved yourself the cost of one oil change. Sure. Which average car now that uses synthetic oil an oil change is probably about 100 to $120. And I'll never have to worry about the brakes because I never use my brakes. Right. The yeah. only thing you got to watch for is the tires. Exactly. So More tires. You're, you're looking at it. At a, there's a lot of other factors in electric vehicles. And, of course, uh, the big, you know, the, the 800-pound gorilla is replacing that battery. We had a call at the beginning of the show. And as we all know, the warranty on these batteries, I think, on a Tesla is 200,000 miles uh, it'll, it'll last longer than that, probably. Mm-hmm. But when you do have to replace the battery, forget about it. <laughs> it is a huge expense. So you need to amortize the cost of the battery when you're calculating comparison with gasoline cars. Well, and, and of course, there's always that horror story of the customer that was trying to get a, a battery replaced on their Chevy Volt. And I believe it was Roger Dean Chevrolet that was charging them something like thirty thousand dollars yeah, it was either that or a nissan leaf it was yeah. one of the one of the original uh earliest uh, electric cars yeah. well as a matter of fact uh, here on youtube uh donovan our good buddy donovan and robert prophet were discussing that one back and forth and it turned out the major reason for that is because that particular battery is no longer in production yeah. there's a very limited supply so of course the price has skyrocketed yeah, it's probably yeah. an obsolete battery anyway, so you wouldn't right. want to buy it if you could. But if you consider, say, compare that to, like, the hybrid battery mm-hmm. in a Toyota Prius, I know that if a customer had to replace that on their cost, you're looking at about $3,500 installed for that battery, yeah, so, which is a, a much more reasonable level. But it's a hybrid battery. It's not a complete battery. Right. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, another thing that Donovan had mentioned is that the country of Norway has said that they will no longer be allowed to sell internal combustion engines. And by 2025, there will be no internal combustion engines, uh, cars sold in the country of Norway. And yet he says, it's incredible the amount of chargers for electric vehicles that are all over the place. And he said, for folks worried about cold weather, now this is Norway. He said, you go over there and they will prove to you those cars do just fine in the cold weather. I'm not good at geography, but what are the what countries border Norway? Uh, the Finland and the Soviet Union, and uh, Sweden, I believe. And I'd, basically, there're going to be a lot of people buying their cars in Sweden. They're and they're Finland. up in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> they they literally are going all the way into no, a the lot, Arctic a Circle. Lot of these, a lot of these countries make these radical rules. And, you know, it could completely crush their economy, too. I mean, if we said you can't buy a gasoline car in the United States, 
I guarantee you, business in Mexico and Canada would soar. Oh, so, yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Donovan, thanks so much for joining us every Saturday. Uh, you just, uh, you know, you're a great asset. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones real quick, and I'm going to see if I can talk to uh, Bobby and uh, ask Ro- runner Steve to hold on and Sarah from Boynton Beach to hold on. Well, good morning, Bobby. Good morning. Happy New Year. Can Happy you hear me New this Year. Time? Welcome back. We can. Loud and clear. Great. Great. Thanks. This wasn't why I was calling, but a friend of mine owns a Tesla from, from about the start, and he tells me it's about $3 per 100 miles of charging, which is um, substantially cheaper than buying gas. Absolutely. So, um, that's, that's that story. So I'm a, I'm a coupon commando. I like to use coupons to try to control what car dealers do to customers. And um, I'm calling in to call Mr. Stewart to task this time because... One, he doesn't take competitors' coupons anymore, which I didn't know. Um, and he had always told me he did because Toyota dictates what kind of coupons each dealer has to publish so they don't publish the same ones. And some have $20 off and some have $179 for a brake job, for example, a particular price or $20 off. And I've always thought that car dealers can't be trusted, so if they're giving me $20 off, they're probably marking it up by $40. Um, which may or may not be true. So I brought my car in to Earl Stewart, and I'll be darned if they didn't do a bunch of, a bunch of stuff that made a $600 job $800. And um, I'm not sure how to fix that except to go to Palm Beach Toyota. Well, Cuba, they, the whole coupon thing, Bobby, is uh, a get them in the door. Um, this is, uh, I think, coupons um, oftentimes are too good to be true. And the reason, you know, the old saying, if it's too good to be true, it's not true. Uh, you come in with a coupon and uh, you end up buying this and that and something more. And you spent far more money than you intended or perhaps should have spent uh, to take advantage of that coupon. Uh, no automobile dealer or store, retail store of any kind, uh, will sell you something below their cost and and then see you walk out the door without spending any more. The, pur- the purpose is to get you to, to spend more. We, we've wrestled with coupons. We, we, we like, uh, our, our philosophy has always been put our best price on our service, put our best price on our cars, and then give the, the customer the privilege and the right exercises right to shop and compare uh, you want when you when you shop and compare you want a quality work a quality product and you want a fair price uh, but uh, the coupon basically lures you in uh, with the idea that they they really want to sell you this oil change or this tire rotation or whatever the coupon is for at this low price the fact of the matter is the price is actually less than what it costs them to do the work. So they can't let you out at that price, or they can't let too many people out at that price, otherwise they're going to lose money. So they tell you you need something that you don't need, and they sell you that service at a higher price because you don't have the time or wherewithal to compare the actual price. So uh, coupons are something we don't we do. not do at, our, at my dealership. We used to accept anybody's coupon, 
And then we found people that were, you know, they're coming in with coupons. And uh, just for the, they'd have the major, the work they wanted done at the other dealership. They'd come in with a coupon uh, with a discount that actually cost us money. So we'd, we we stopped doing that. But that's that's a too long answer to a simple question. I apologize. Well, uh, well, I've learned a lot from you over the years listening to you, but I'm not sure I believe all of what you just said. And I think you definitely don't make as much money selling a, let's just use an example, a brake job for $199 if you normally charge $279. Yeah. You're, you'll make more money if you charge $279. I still think you make money at $199. You just don't make as much. Um, but now... The next thing, and this is just for the people that are listening, and I had a good one of your good service writers, just didn't just didn't do what I asked them to do, and then it ended up costing me more money. Things like uh, draining the transmission and refilling the the fluid instead. Instead, I got a flush, which is a different thing, and as I understand it, not all that necessary. I have a car that's 150,000 miles, so I'm not even sure I needed to have it drained. But yeah. you get some advantages of draining it by putting new fluid in, and that's and that's what I wanted. Another thing that they told me Hey, was, Bobby, 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 listen. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to take up, we have 20,000 listeners. I don't want to take up their time with complaints you have against my dealership. What I will do is personally look into it. And do you have a pencil handy? I want to give you my personal cell phone number. I, I do, and I've talked to you, and, and I call you, and you answer. I'll tell the people that. Yeah. You're, you're well, well, well I, I do answer, and I give my, my cell phone number to all my customers. But I don't want 20,000 people out there be mm-hmm. being concerned about one dealership. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a consumer well, advocate. I'm calling, I'm, calling to let, I'm calling them just like we do about all the other dealerships, Yeah. about... Yeah. What, what goes on and what to be aware of, just yeah. just to make the consumer aware. Well, I, I, see, I, pre- I appreciate that. And the main thing is, and I think you've, you've just basically said this, you know, you, you can go to a retail store, a car dealer or anything else, and you can have a problem, and you will. There's no, even the Apple store or Costco, you go to a really, really great retailer, you have problems. The good thing about Apple, a good thing about Costco, and I like to think the good thing about my dealership, is when we do something wrong, the customer can call us, explain it, and we can make it right. At least have that opportunity to make it right. So, uh, yeah, I uh, there's no such thing as a perfect retailer, and I'm definitely not one. We make mistakes, probably too many, but we try to correct them. And I, I appreciate the call very much. I, I definitely agree with that, and, and I'm talking to the owner right now, which is proof that you do that. So. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate yeah. that, Bobby. I, but I will, give you, I will give you a call. Well, good. Thank you, Bobby. Um, thank you very much. Earl will be waiting right. for that call. Um, he takes all of his calls. Uh, trust me. I know. I'm his wife. Uh you have a great weekend. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we're going to get back to Rick in just a couple of minutes. And uh, Roadrunner Steve has been holding. Thanks for your patience, Roadrunner Steve, and Happy New Year. Welcome. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Happy and healthy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. It's great to hear your voice. Meep, meep. 
yes, yes. Hey, I just seen a, a fact. 95% of the Teslas are still on the road. Uh-oh. <laughs> 5% made them home. <laughs> the, uh, so now they brought up this subject of Norway. What are all them people that work in the automotive business going to do? What, are you going to be out of work now? Well, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I can laugh at it. I'm 82 years old, but I, I, it is kind of tragic. I mean, you take young people in the business uh, and people contemplating going into the business, you're looking at a, uh, an entire industry, a huge industry, and in, in, I was going to say evolution. It's more of a revolution. So uh, I worry about it uh, for my family because my sons are in the business, and uh, I, I, like so many changes, they will go slower than we think, but they will continue to, to change. And um, I, I think you can look at Tesla now. Uh, stay tuned if you have time. Save uh, for the mystery shopping report. We shop the Tesla dealership. The Tesla dealership is a wave of the future. That is the way cars will be sold. Manufacturer will own the dealership. It'll it'll still be similar to a car dealership, uh, but it will be a, a, where you'll order a car, probably get it in a few days, but you won't be inventorying uh, 500 cars, and the treatment will be much nicer. There'll be no haggling, no hassling, there'll be no hidden fees, there'll be, there'll be no dealer-installed accessories, there'll be hosing you on the financing. You'll go in and you'll buy a car, and it'll be a pleasant experience. And who can blame the customer for asking for that? Well, well, Earl, if that happens, there'll be no more radio show. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're right. I'll have to come up. Oh, I know. We'll find something to talk I'll, about. I'll, I'll go after somebody else. I'll go after uh, uh, <laughs> politicians. Okay, I'm going at that. My Earl. Friend, <laughs> my friend owns a 2017 Jeep Cherokee. I'm it's sorry. The one with the two, the young, uh, 2017 Jeep Cherokee, the one with the two batteries in it. Mm. Yep. That you know it has the stop and start garbage in it, and these batteries are located under the seat of the car, right? And they, you wanted to get the batteries. They had a hard time getting these batteries. Nobody wanted to install them and all that stuff like that. She finally found a place to do it. Uh, are the mechanics stay away from that type of work when it's that type of uh, vehicle? Oh, we just charge all a bunch of extra labor. I mean, yeah, well, I know that. Chrysler hey, that for a while. Call back then if you're charging more labor. <laughs> Chrysler for a while, there was one model of their cars, uh, one model of the Dodge cars, they put the battery in the fender well. You actually had to take the tire off and take the inner fender liner out. To access the twelve volt battery, so you can change your tires and your battery at the same time. You save time. Yeah, but we charged a lot more money for those. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. That, that's that's. I mean, that's good for the dealership. But I mean, it's for the regular the guy at home to do that and try to do that. You know, like, oh, I ain't doing this. I'm bringing it to the dealership. I ain't got. Oh, saving, saving. Remember, remember, you're talking about a Jeep Cherokee. You're talking about a Jeep. If you look at Consumer yeah. Reports, the Jeep is just not is not safe. Uh, the maintenance is high, the insurance is high, everything about a Jeep logically is not something you want to buy. But yes. it's a it's an incredibly popular vehicle. Very. You drive along the road, They're every everywhere. other car is a Jeep, 
and uh, and people buy on emotion. And I have to tell you, I would love to drive a Jeep just because it's so cool looking. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to own one for a long time because I whoa, couldn't whoa, afford whoa, it. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's not the vehicle that's cool. It's the guy behind the wheel that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Remember. You got a good point. Money don't make the man. Man makes the money. <laughs> <laughs> now, Steve, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for opening our 2023 first show of the new year. Good. I'm off to a car show right now. So everybody have a safe and healthy new year. Oh, thanks. Yeah, have a hot dog for me, will you? Me, me. No, 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 no. Where? They're made in Norway. I don't want one of them. And, uh, like and, and buy, buy a chicken, four ninety nine. Okay. Have a great weekend. Uh, we have <clears throat> uh, so we have some ladies uh, holding here, so we got to get moving. So I'm going to tell Connie and uh, Coral Springs just to hold on. We're going to go to Sarah. And uh, she's calling from Boynton Beach. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, gang. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all of you. I wish you a healthy and happy. Thank you. I have a question for Rick this morning. I have a 2012 Lincoln Mercury. uh, Oh, no, I'm so sorry. A Lincoln MKZ hybrid. So I just had to get a new battery, which is no problem. But I'm having a door problem. I was wondering if you could help me out with that situation. The passenger door is open, and the only and you can open it from the inside without a problem. But I have to hand lock it. Now the driver's side just uh, happened where I think it's an electrical problem because I cannot open my door from the inside. It makes no noise. And I have to open my door from the outside, roll the window down, open the door. That is an electrical problem, do you think? The door, the one that's uh, not locking that you have to manually lock, that sounds like an electrical issue. The door lock actuator is the little motor okay. that, that moves the lock itself. Um, the other side, though, where the inside handle's not working, that's probably the linkage. Um, Usually where that door handle is, there's going to be like a metal rod that goes from the handle over to the door latch assembly. And when you pull on the handle, it moves that rod, and that's what tells the latch to release. And if it's become disconnected or broken at one end or the other, the, the plastic clips hold it in place can break sometimes. If that's what's happened, that's why you're having that problem. Uh, what you'd have to do is get a mechanic to pull the door panel off to find out what has disconnected or what is broken in there so they'd be able to figure out how to re- uh, get that back together for you. Ironically enough, I, I was a Mercury Marquee girl, and I used to do my own door problem. The window, I'd put it back on its motor. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Mm. Yeah, yeah um, so... If I take my door off, I could probably see if it's on the latch or not. Right. What I would do first off, I would go on uh, YouTube and uh-huh. look for a video that shows how to remove that door panel. Because sometimes okay. the, the various different clips in that can be hidden in a Correct. funny way. And this way they'll show you how to get it apart without breaking any of the, the trim pieces or anything. 
so you get the door panel off easily and without costing any more money. And once you get in there, I guarantee there's a video that'll show you how that linkage is supposed to work and what most likely has either broken or disconnected. And then you can get the parts from either your Ford dealer or aftermarket, rockauto.com maybe. And you should be back on the road for yeah, but Sarah, Sarah's probably not going to want to do the work. But, you know, the cool thing about YouTube is once you inform yourself, when you take it in, the person that does do the work knows that you know at least approximately what exactly needs to be done. Happened. Right, yeah. May I just say that I am so grateful to this show. Thank you all so much. Oh, you're very I welcome. Love listening to you and love listening to everything, and you just made so much sense to me. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. I wish you all a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for being part of the show. Happy New Year. We're going to go to Connie, who's calling us from Coral Springs. Hi. Hi, Connie. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I have a Honda CRV. I'm driving. And it's, it's not that old. It's only a 2017 the air conditioner has—it doesn't have that many miles on it. The air conditioner has never worked right on it. I have two other friends that have older Honda CRVs, and the, the cars work great except for the air conditioning. Is this a defective part on this? Is it something about the make of the car? I—it's uh, odd that you that they've—you've got friends with the same issues. Um, yeah. The first thing that I would have checked though is I, I would have a mechanic. Do what's called a evacuate and recovery and recharge and install what's called ultraviolet dye. Um, there's a type of oil that is used in the air conditioning system that actually winds up traveling throughout the entire system of the AC. And we add a special dye in there. So then if it's got a leak, we can use a, an ultraviolet light, a black light, very strong one, and it will show us where that dye is coming out and where the leak is. Uh, just about any mechanic shop has the ability to do this and probably would charge you around 100 to 120 dollars just to to do that service on the nose 111 dollars i just googled it (laughs) i have a maintenance agreement that should cover that right oh yeah if you if you've got a maintenance plan that has extended warranty to it um if it covers air conditioning repairs then yes okay Thank you. And there's a common problem, Connie. You're right. Uh, I Googled it. There are, uh, that particular issue in Honda CRVs is a common problem. Thank you. I know I wasn't great. Connie, thank thanks you. for thank being you. part thank of the show. Thank you. We appreciate I've your call. I've called you before. Oh, yes, oh, I know. You. Thank uh, you, spread, Connie. Spread the word. I will. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Share your spunk with all those ladies you know <laughs> <laughs> and your knowledge. We love hearing from you. Thank you. you. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Denise, and uh, she she is calling from where? Uh, I'm not quite sure. I think it's Singer Island. Welcome, Denise. Oh, hi. Hi, this is Denise Capriati. Yeah, I've spoken to you twice. Denise, I've been waiting that. to hear from you. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, the saga goes on about the Hyundai. Um and I'm just thinking, if you're if you're a woman wanting to buy a car, don't go to Hyundai, any dealership, because I've been to the one Napleton, 
and they really didn't do a good job and and we had arguments and they wouldn't call the fidelity insurance you know the extra warranty that i have on tires and the wheels uh-huh. so i went to i went to wallace where i bought the car and the guy the service guy was so nice and he's like i'll take care of you i'm sorry you experienced that I'll call this insurance and we'll get this all taken care of. That was before the holidays. And he said, you know, you might have to wait a month because the guy we hired to fix the, the rims, you know, is that far out. So I called just a few days ago and I said, well, I, I'm ready to bring the car in. He said, you know, you're going to have to wait four to six hours while he does the car, polishes out the rims, and he's not available for at least another month. And I was like, why, did, why didn't you tell me that before? Why didn't we set up an appointment before the holidays? Honestly. He started, yeah, yeah. And he started yelling at me. He said, look, I'm trying to help you. I've gone out of my way. And, you know, if Napleton messed up and, and I'm trying to help you. And I said, well, you, I didn't want to get into it with him. And he finally said, well, I'll give you the information from the, the Fidelity Insurance, you know, the case number, and just take it there back to Napleton and and I was like you know I just don't want to even deal with this anymore I, I feel yeah. like I'm getting a run around yeah exactly you know what arrogance uh, I'm glad you called and uh, shared your story with us uh, Denise and as I said I have been waiting you know to hear from you because I did get your uh, your envelope back uh, uh, please uh, Talk with Jeremy. Give him your contact information so I can resend that check to you. Oh, oh, okay. It's sitting on Thank my you. desk, just in case you're wondering why you hadn't received it. It was returned to me. Oh, well, <laughs> that, that's, I, maybe I'm supposed to go in and meet you. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a good thing, too. Uh, but uh, seriously, Jeremy will take your information. He'll pass it along to me. Yeah. That's your contact okay. information. Yeah, I'm wondering if I took my car into Toyota, if, if I could be helped there with the, with the wheels or, you know, Earl? look at it and see. Could, she, could, uh, could Denise be helped at uh, Toyota dealership? About what? I, I, uh, Her tires? Oh, sure, yeah. Sure. Bring it in. Okay. okay. I'll bring it in and let you look at it and see what you recommend. I'll, yes, definitely. It was great hearing from you, Denise. Thank you. Uh, thanks yeah. for being part of our show. Happy New Year. Same to you. Thank you're, you so much. You're welcome. Uh, Rick, uh, do you have uh, some text or face? I do. FaceTime for us or YouTube? Let me get the text back up here. While Rick's pulling that up, okay, I just want to let all of you know that we do have the Mystery Shopping Report coming up yeah. later, and that uh, you definitely can vote on your on on uh, the Mystery Shop uh, the Tesla from West Palm Beach. You can do that by going to seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now well, back let to me Rick. give this out because Jonathan went to a lot of trouble to put this together for yeah. the new show. Uh, uh, th th these are the top best dealers for 2022, worthy of note. Um, unfortunately, the top three best dealers are not in Florida. So, <laughs> so our Florida listeners, I apologize. If you're in Tennessee or Pennsylvania, uh, you'll like this. Top dealers on our best dealer, on our good dealer, bad dealer list, which you can access on our website or blog at earloncars.com. Go to earloncars.com. We have all the best dealers and the worst dealers that we grade 
at the end of the show, which is coming up pretty quickly, and we'll have a mystery shopping report, and we'll grade that dealer, and they will go on one report or the other. The best dealers for 2022 were Riverview Chevrolet of Irwin, Pennsylvania. The very, very best Riverview Chevrolet of Irwin, Pennsylvania. They actually sold car at $828 below MSRP in the middle of this COVID issue and the pandemic and the and the part shortage of the rest of it. So congratulations, Riverview Chevrolet, the best of the best in 2022. Uh, and then number two, Action Nissan of Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, that was only $300 over MSRP. Uh, and there was no hidden fees and things that bumped it beyond that. And the third best dealer of 2022 was Mike Hamlin, a Hyundai. Or is that Camlin? Camlin. Camlin. C-A-M-L-I-N. Mike Camlin Hyundai of Greensburg, Pennsylvania. So uh, one Tennessee, Nashville, and Irwin and uh, Greensburg, Pennsylvania were the top three dealers. The worst dealers... <laughs> These are the the terrible ones. In 2022, no surprise, good old Napleton, North Lake Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Napleton is the devil incarnate when it comes to the worst of the worst. Congratulations, uh, Ed Napleton, on being the worst in 2022. Second, and this this hurts me because I know Bill Wallace. Uh, Wallace Chrysler Dodge Jeep of Stewart. Florida, no relation to me, Stewart, Florida, and South Florida. And then uh, Hollywood Kia uh, in South Florida. So those are the top three worst. Napleton, Wallace, and Hollywood Kia, the worst of the worst. Uh, and I gave you the best before. So uh, if you want to see the whole list, just go to EarlandCars.com, good dealer, bad dealer list. And you can see all of them. And there'll be another one on there after we do the Mystery Shopping Report in just a couple of minutes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Rick, do you? Well, we've got Anne Marie's text. Oh, uh, oh Anne Marie. Happy New morning, Year. She says, good morning, and may everyone have a healthy, prosperous, and happy New Year. 2022 has been a tough year to buy a car due to car shortages. I've been wondering how the market has changed over the year. Uh, one, are the cars coming quicker for manufacturers now? Two, which Toyota models are the easiest slash fastest to get in? Which are the slowest, most difficult to get in? And what model year do you expect slash hope to see the electric BZ4X to be delivered? Thank you. Well, the BZ4X is being delivered now. And I'll tell you a shocker. Uh, it's not selling all that well. And I'm not sure why. We actually have, I know Toyota dealers that are trying to sell their BZ46 all-electric vehicles. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's completely caught me off guard. I, I thought that there would be so few of them that they'd be snapped up by you know people that want to be the first guy on the block to get a Toyota all-electric. But that's not happening. And we are actually not getting in Florida yet. And uh, in fact, even in the southeast, uh, we're not getting these were from dealers outside the southeast United States. Mm-hmm. So BZ4X. Um, as far as the easy, easiest car to get, Anne Marie, uh, and this goes for Toyota or for any make, it's usually the uh, more popular car. Uh, uh, it's the it's the, uh, the the car that the manufacturer builds the most of. 
like the Corollas, and, the Camrys. Yeah, the the, the oddball car, uh, the unusual car, especially when it comes to accessories and colors, uh, will hold your car up a long way. So uh, ask the dealer. If you're going into a Chevrolet dealer, you're going into a Toyota dealer, you ask them which cars are coming in quicker. Cars are, inventories are building now. Uh, three or four months ago, car dealers had, well, I won't say that, some of them had cars. All car dealers had cars in stock, most all, because they were charging so much money. They would, in order to have cars in stock, they would they would charge thousands and thousands of dollars over MSRP until somebody came in so desperate or so, pardon the expression, stupid, that they would buy the car. And uh, now we're actually seeing inventories build. Uh, Toyota, again, speaking of uh, one, one manufacturer, had their biggest manufacturing date ever in November. November, they built more cars worldwide, Toyota did, than they ever had before. So that'll tell you that things are changing, and 2023, it will be back to whatever normal turns out to be, probably by the third quarter of this year. Great information. Everybody's happy about that. Okay. Uh, we have one other here that um, this one is from Jim, and he included a, a picture. Uh, it's a, I guess, a finance alternative from CarMart in Fort Pierce. And this, I guess, is supposed to be an example of various finance offers. And I'm going to just read this off. It says, finance alternatives. Doesn't say what car it is, but market value, $48,999. Discount savings, minus $6,225. Vehicle price, $42,774. Accessories, $2,995. Dealer fee, $899.50. License and title, $425. Tire and battery fee, $650, $6.50. Filing fee, $389. Sales tax, $2,873.84 for a total of $50,362.84. Then it says due on delivery, zero, one-month payment. Apparently, they're doing a, uh, you buy the car, but you only make, you finance one payment. Oh, sounds like a lease. Yeah. And it's a one-month payment of $50,362.84. Which is the total amount? APR forty-five days to the first payment, zero percent, and the amount financed is fifty thousand three sixty-two, six percent tax, taxes and fees forty-five ninety-three. I'm going to let you look at this, Earl. Maybe you can make a little more sense of what we're looking at there. Yeah, I uh, I heard it pretty well. It it doesn't make sense. Um, oh, okay. Now the amount financed is fifty thousand. Due on delivery was zero because they're going to finance the whole amount. So, so uh, that's uh, uh, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Forty-five days of first payment. I'd have to I'd have to read this uh, and check it out. Um, I will say this: uh, it looks to me like uh, they did a complete disclosure. It's confusing to me uh, as to what they mean. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought it was a one-pay lease. Uh, which uh, some people do, but it doesn't say lease on there at all. One-pay lease is not unusual. 
uh, but uh, this doesn't say lease, so I'd have to research that and get back. But it does seem like a pretty good deal on the car. $48,999 is the stick, uh, MSRP sticker. And their out-the-door price is $50,000. But it says you're financing the car, so there's, <coughs> there's it's 0%. There's something about that. Never respond and, and execute on an ad that you don't understand. Right. So if I don't understand it, I don't think anybody out there would understand it until you go in and talk to them. But uh, send, send me that on my iPhone. I'll research it and give you a more intelligent answer next week. We're running short on time. Uh, I just got oh. us caught up on the text messages. Okay. okay. So we're finished? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, folks, we're going to get to the mystery shopping report. Uh, that's Tesla of West Palm Beach. Remember, you can vote at 772-497-6530. And you know something? You have to pick up this uh, Consumer Reports uh, for February. Uh, their road report, uh, some of the things that are in here um, about financing, everything that we haven't gotten to, we hadn't had a chance to. A great read. It will really help you in every single aspect of uh, the uh, car purchasing and leasing uh, everything. Uh, now, the recovering car dealer. Well, this is kind of a, a watershed moment. Uh, I kind of wonder why we didn't do this a long time ago. And uh, shame on us, because we have only one, well, there's two now. There's not electric vehicle manufacturer that's selling cars directly. But Tesla, for up until now, has been the only uh, car dealer, and they're not a car dealer. They're a manufacturer, and they sell directly. And the law in all 50 states makes manufacturers sell through franchise car dealers. And that's the problem, and that's the reason this show exists, Earl Stir on Cars, because the franchise car dealers are screwing the customers. And we're trying to help you and save you from the uh, deception and the uh, lies and all the rest of it that go through with the terrible experience of buying a car retail. So we went to Tesla, and the manufacturer is the dealer. They're one and the same. And we shopped Tesla of West Palm Beach. Arrived, uh, speaking of the first person, is if I were Agent Lightning, who was the name of our mystery shopper, amazing woman that does a, a, a great job. I know for over a year. But two years, maybe. Okay, arrived just as they were opening. As I walked into the door, all three salespeople smiled and said, Welcome. I asked, Who's the lucky one that gets me today? The one girl says, uh, You pick. I walked straight over to her. <laughs> she introduced herself as Georgia. And that's a pleasant experience. I mean, think about it. If you're a regular listener, there's usually some aggravation occurs in the first few minutes of just walking into the showroom. Yeah. In this case here, it was happiness, smiles, a little humor, uh, pleasant so far. Paragraph one, everything's good. West Palm Beach, Tesla. Georgia was very knowledgeable and gave me a very thorough rundown of the new Tesla that had been there on the lot for sale. Um, I was quite impressed with everything that the Tesla has to offer, but even more so that the, she pretty much knew everything there is to know about the car. She sat in the car with me and even showed me the doggy mode. I said doggy, it's written dog mode. If you leave a pet in the car with it running, you can watch it from the cabin camera. Now, uh, Nancy and I in our Tesla, uh, when we go into a store, if we go to the Palm Beach Mall, or the Gardens Mall, I should say, there goes my 
age reflecting. Palm Beach Mall's only been gone for 40 years. But the, the, we were going into the gardens. The gardens mall, and it's hot outside. We parked the Tesla, and we push a little button that says dog mode. And the big screen in the front of the car comes up. It says, my owner will be right back. And he sets the temperature for 72 degrees. And when we come back from our two-hour or whatever we're doing, the car's at 72 degrees. Really cool idea. We use that a lot. Yeah. And I say, uh, at any rate, uh, dog mode. Um, and then you can, if you're worried about your dog, you just go to your iPhone and you can see the dog, whatever he happens to be doing, trying to start the car, <laughs> chewing the upholstery, whatever he's doing, you can see what your dog's doing in the car. They didn't uh, have any there for me to test drive. I remember this was a manufacturer selling directly, and also there's a shortage. Georgia said she would call me when they received one, or I could go to the dealership and test drive one there, but she doesn't recommend buying from them because they can't help with any questions. Now, she's talking about other dealers that are selling uh, cars. Uh, anybody can sell a Tesla. You, all you have to do is have it traded in, you know, and you can sell Teslas, used Teslas. You can't sell a new Tesla. Uh, she also said the Teslas hold their resale value really well, uh, so likely a new one would be right around the same price as buying a used one. Now, the only thing I could say negative, this salesperson wasn't quite on top of things. Tesla, up until a couple months ago, that was a true statement, but in the past couple months, Tesla prices have come down. And actually, Elon Musk reduced the Tesla price, uh, considerably, and uh, the uh, value of used Teslas has dropped also. So it's an unusual phenomenon, and I don't blame Georgia or the other salespeople at West Palm Beach Tesla from not knowing that fact. Uh, uh, this is the model she went over with me for the sale. I decided to go through with building my own, as this is what she suggested for the shop. Uh, this is the order for the Model S. Now that's the top of the line I built with Georgia's help. The Model S has the full autonomy, uh, total self, uh, Tesla self-driving available. Uh, Model S starts at 105,000. That's a that's a lot of beans for a car, but it's a heck of a car. Uh, then you add on the uh, software. Uh, earlier I said $2,500. I was wrong. $15,000 just for the software. Uh, for full self-driving. So, um, Mr. Chopper, Agent Lightning, took the Model S, added $15,000 for the software that will turn it into a fully autonomous car. Basically, a fully autonomous car, you can get in the car, you can say, take me to Publix, it'll take you to Publix. And you, you have to keep your hands on the wheel because they require that, because this is a beta program, meaning it's a test program, and the law requires that you disclose this, but $15,000, you can buy yourself a fully self-driving car. Take me to Taco Bell. Take me home. Uh, whatever you have programmed in your navigation, take me to work. It'll take you there. And you never have to turn. Turn signal, speed up, slow down, uh, get off the expressway. It does all of that. And they, you still have to keep your hands on the wheel or it'll deactivate the system. Nancy and I learned out the hard way because yeah. we, we have two strikes against us. We took our hands off the wheel twice, and Nancy once and me once. Now we can only do that three more times, and they take away 
my fully autonomous, which I paid $15,000 for, in which case I'll no longer like Elon Musk as much as I do now. So we hope that won't happen. And I have nothing to say. That's right. <laughs> okay, the car, uh, this uh, fully autonomous car that Agent Lightning is buying is white with a black interior. That's included in the price. Other colors are upgrades. I'm not crazy about that, but they tell you, right? I mean, the only thing you can get is a white with a black interior, and if you want a different color. I got a red, and I paid a lot of money for the red car. Um, I have no problem with charging a lot of money for cars uh, because competition will take care of that. I have a problem with pretending you're not charging the money and then sneaking it in with dealer-installed accessories, with hidden fees, uh, and with all the other nonsense that all other dealers do. So here we are with a manufacturer selling directly. Uh, what did I just do here? I think I just... Okay. Other color grades are... Oh. I think I got my thing. I missed that. Apologize here. I'm, I, my, the back of the page says eight years, 120,000 miles for all batteries. Um, four years or $50,000 for drive units, dog mode, so on, voice command, anything. Oh, I'm, I, she, I, they're giving me all the uh, uh, the charges. Okay. <clears throat> Breaking it down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, city driving is in beta mode and needs safety score before self-driving. That's what uh, Nancy and I had to do. Right, and we drove for months and months and months. Uh, actually, we never got up to the 100 score that we needed to activate the self-driving. Uh, we got close. And fortunately, Tesla decided to lower the score grade, and so we met in the middle, and we were now authorized. And we were, that was a very happy day for us. Um, city driving is in beta mode, needs safety score before self-driving. Um, but on your I-95 or any turnpike highway, uh, it works as soon as it's been calibrated, calibrated around 20 miles. Cabin camera does pay attention to your eyes. So if you're, if, if you're a privacy freak and you're buying a Tesla, be aware that cameras are everywhere. Cameras are all over the outside of the car. Cameras are all over the inside of the car. It sees, it sees you and everything you do. And, this, and when you're trying to do the, the autonomous, if you're not looking at the road or not looking where you're supposed to be looking, your hand comes off the wheel, you lose your autonomous driving capability. And basically, uh, that was pretty much the, the, uh, the experience, a very pleasant one. She said the car would be with us in a matter of, uh, it could be a, a, a few weeks or a month or two. And uh, there's no, no tricks. Uh, you get what you buy, you pay a lot of money for it, and uh, that is why Tesla is the number one selling luxury car in the United States. I bet you didn't know that. Yeah. It's also why Elon Musk is making a lot of money. I asked this question earlier, and I said, who's the number one CEO manufacturer? And no one called in, but the number one CEO manufacturer is Elon Musk. Now, when I tell you how much money he made in 2022, you're not going to believe me. Okay? Are you sitting down We're for sitting this? Down. Are you sitting down for this? The number one paid CEO of an auto manufacturer 
in the USA and the world in 2022 is Elon Musk. Elon made 23 billion. There's a B there, folks. B. B. Billion. Elon Musk in 2022 for operating Tesla made 23 billion. 452,910,176 dollars in one year. Now, you can't blame him for charging extra for autonomous, right? <laughs> so, you know, people, uh, people will hate that, but the fact of the matter is, he built the best product at the best price, number one luxury selling car, and he's making a ton of money. Well, One of the reasons he's making so much money is because he's not going through dealerships. When manufacturers go through dealerships, as state law requires in the United States and most other countries, I think, when they require that, the cost of the dealership to the manufacturer inflates the cost of the car. And, uh, you know, it's just they're not making as much money. The manufacturers know that now. And they see how much Tesla's making. And that's the reason all the manufacturers will be emulating Tesla. And that's the reason we talked earlier in the show about this, that the dealer franchise system is doomed to disappear. I believe you. I am going to tweet, Elon, my short list of complaints. Oh, okay. And I'm going to wait for a response. On the autonomous? I won't hold my breath. Well, On the autonomous. Yeah, on autonomous, the Tesla. Autonomous is not ready for the road yet. And, uh, but well, I'm was, talking about a few things like the, you know, just getting into the Tesla and the lack of um, the ability for the passenger to hold on while, uh, you know, you're driving. You're holding on to the yoke. You've got something to secure you because you can be tossed to the and fro in that uh, Tesla. Anyway, uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I think we're down to the wire. Uh, oh, we got time. Are we um, going to grade the report? Got to what? Grade it? Ah, oh, of course. Well, we haven't done any <laughs> How grades. How could we forget that? How did we forget <laughs> of that? Of course. Yeah, it, it, I, I was so stunned by, and I won't I, say anything. The billions. I was stunned by the report to ask why, why are we going to vote? So <laughs> now we're going to vote. Yeah. Okay. I'm anxious to get my coffee. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, Bob from Maryland says A for Tesla of West Palm Beach. Uh, that's all we've got on the text messages so far. Um, YouTube. Okay, I got a couple coming in on YouTube. Tom Steckel says, not seeing a worksheet. I'm assuming no dealer or other fake fees. If that's the case, I'd give him an A grade based on Earl's description. Johnny Z. Fraidley says, A, it would have been A+, plus, but they didn't have a demo to drive. They should have one of each car to demo. Tim Gilliland, A for honesty, but I'll keep my Prius, thank you. Scott Hunter says, A, but way too expensive for me. Brian Sedlako, Tesla deserves an A. Mark Smith, A for honesty, out of my price range, however. Uh, Wayne Vite, A for Tesla. Uh, for me, again... I'm going to go with the A grade, but I kind of got to agree with him because I, I did just look up real fast. The lowest price that you'll get on a Tesla, base price, 
is about $46,000 yeah. on the Model 3 with just a basic car. Yeah. So, yeah, they are very expensive cars to buy. And a 43 is the average price car. Uh, and so uh, they don't have a low price car, but 43000 is about average of all American cars. Okay, and Eric Ming says, A for the review, but I honestly wonder what if the Cybertruck will ever make it to consumers. Kirk in West by God, Virginia. Tesla, you say? The future of car buying and the treatment of the customer equals A+. And that, whoop, here we go. Anne-Marie says, that sounds like they earn an A, but then luxury car dealers tend to treat their customers better. True. Jonathan in Wellington, A, enough said. Nancy? Okay, I'm going to give uh, Tesla of West Palm Beach an A. Uh, I say A+. Plus. So... Uh, I think I, I, I frankly was surprised. Uh, I thought there would be a little bit more lackadaisical. Uh, we, Nancy and I had a few experiences with them earlier, uh, several months ago, and there was a, kind of a lackadaisical. Uh, we had to wait and a few other things. So this dealership, unless this is a fluke, they really got their act together because I would have given them, you know, maybe a B minus before, but. Uh, this was an excellent experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just didn't like the idea that you couldn't you, you couldn't see the car, you couldn't feel, touch, smell. Well, that's and, be, you know, and I know there is a shortage. But that's beyond their control, really. I and, mean, and, and while I'm thinking about it, let me ask you this: Is there still a car out in the mall when we were out there last? Or very few, very few. I mean, that's because uh, of the high demand, low supply, a microchip shortage. I mean. All the manufacturers, the dealers today that are committing the crimes are the ones that don't have a shortage because they're charging so damn much money for the cars, they have cars in the lot. And if you want to pay $6,000 over a sticker, they say take a hike and they'll sell it to somebody that will pay too much money. So I don't fault them for not having any cars. Yeah, uh, great comment. Uh, Jonathan, are we down to the wire? Uh, we have two minutes left. Okay, I want to thank, uh, who are you, Earl? Rick. Oh, my vote. Uh, I'll, I'll give it the A. You're, you're giving it an A also. No, we, I mean, if you don't give Tesla an A, you don't give anybody an A. And they're, they, I think it's kind of, we'll talk about this in the future as we go along. The fact we might even be able to go to an absolute form of grading if we had more Teslas to shop. And that's, maybe that's what we should do, is shop some more Teslas Hi. and find out uh, there's, a, I don't know where the next Tesla Probably down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, we can do, yeah. we can uh, yeah. <clears throat> we can explore that. You know, I want to thank uh, Agent Lightning for her, you know, a fabulous talent uh, to uh, do these mystery shops week in and week out, 52 weeks as a matter of fact, and she does such a fantastic job. And uh, I I can't end the show without thanking Stu and uh, his 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 talent for creative writing. Uh, he does such a fabulous job in at a time right now when it's uh, a little more difficult for him uh, because of what he's going through, and uh, he is in our hearts and our prayers. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and again, Happy New Year. Have a great weekend. We'll be right back here next week at 8 a.m. Bye-bye. <laughs>